Dot-com 2.0. Crypto's getting smoked. The Dow getting smoked again. The NASDAQ getting smoked. The S&P getting smoked. Some of my favorite positions getting smoked. I had one that was down 35% this week and went up 8% today, and I felt like a winner. That should give you a clue and some insight as to how tough the markets are right now. A lot to talk about, as always. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This is our therapy session, otherwise known as Bizarro World number 169. Nick, a little cray-cray out there. How are you, man? I used to smoke uh, a lot, Gerardo, speaking of things getting smoked. A pack a day it would probably be two packs uh, at the rate the markets are going now. I'm glad I don't smoke anymore. It's been almost 10 years. I'm doing really good. How are you? I am well. I am healthy. I am thankful. Um, the kids are healthy. The sun is out. Got a great workout in today. Um, look, the markets aren't everything, right? Um, off, you know, on a personal note, you know, I've, I've had a, you know, we've had a pretty significant loss in our family recently. Uh, my mother-in-law passed suddenly a few weeks back. And so that's, you know, it's, it's been a process. It's been tough. It's, you know, we just had Mother's Day. I hope everyone had a phenomenal Mother's Day out there. But, you know, that really brings perspective and context to what it is that we do here. But a lot of what we do here. Um, well, it's one part venting and social commentary and our thoughts on everything from, you know, Madison Cawthorn to Nancy Pelosi to Biden to, you know, um, social commentary. The other part of it is is markets. And I think, you know, it gives some perspective as to what really matters. But for a lot of people, taking a 20, 30 percent haircut on a 401k that you were counting on really matters. Right. And so I don't want to minimize um, the the importance of financial stability for a lot of people out there, because I think these past few weeks have really crystallized a lot of things. One, don't play with money you're not willing to lose. Two, don't speculate on margin if you don't have a phone call to make that allows you to cover that. Three, you better make sure that phone call is receptive to you before you go speculate on margin. I learned very early on when I thought I was smart in the rare earth craze and did phenomenally well and started trading options on margin. Um, that can get you in trouble really, really quick. I've never, you know, ever, ever dabbled in margin again. And man, this week has been one of those weeks where, you know, last week I, I, I said, man, my portfolio is still doing great. A large part of that is because it's heavily weighted um, into lithium plays. But even those lithium plays this week and Patriot Battery Metals in specific, you know, took a, a hit off of all time highs. You know, it was at a high of 282, 283 Canadian. And, you know, after the 8% rebound today, sits just below the $2 mark. Assays are pending. I'm confident it ends the year much higher than where it is now. I think this is a hell of an entry point. I, I said as much to subscribers this week, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I much see it higher than see it lower, right? And so all of that is to say, please, please be careful out there when speculating in any part of the market right now, whether it's crypto, whether it's the Dow, the S&P, everything but the dollar and a little bit of gold has proven to be extremely volatile. So let's start with gold. It's closer to 1800 now than it is 1900. The dollar index is firmly above 104, 104.5 the last time that I checked. The 10-year looks like a yo-yo um, going from 2.85 to 3.10 and then back and then back, right? 
your thoughts, Nick. You've been spot on um, preparing people for the sell-off. And, and frankly, you went to cash a whole lot um, intelligently than I did because, frankly, my, my plays tend to be higher risk, higher reward. I've always said that. I'm, I'm willing to take the pain that comes with that. Um, how are you seeing this market right now? What are you doing? Condolences to you and your family, Gerardo, for your mother-in-law. Thoughts continue to be with you. The markets, uh, you put in perspective nicely, so um, they don't matter as much as things like that. My thoughts, I had to write down because there was so much that you covered there. So not only is it uh, bad if you were in a 401k that just took a 20 or 30% haircut, imagine um, having been sucked up into the FOMO of the past year in name your thing, right? Um, uh, altcoins <laughs> or meme stocks or high short interest stocks or, um, you know, uh, even just tech stocks, right? Mega cap ones like uh, Facebook and Tesla, even those are down significantly. So um, first I want to talk a little bit about the, the madness of crowds, right? Because we talked about bubbles for so long and everyone was talking about when the punch bowl was going to get taken away. If I can tell you, they're going to take the punch bowl away. Um, and so it was time to sell some stocks. I didn't get it, you know, 100% right. No one does. Like you say, on paper, I've taken losses in the past week too, but I did uh, move to a third cash and you got to separate that out too between sort of 401ks and IRAs and retirement and speculative money. So uh, on the retirement side, firmly in a third cash and in uh, things like GLD, which as you said, has uh, gold has gone back down to the high 1800s, but still positive for the year. Um, and so, yes, it was very smart to go to cash. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel good about that. On the other hand, have been telling people, like you said, and you wonder how much they listen because uh, one thing I talk about as a publisher is I can see the things that people open and click and, and buy and sell in uh, February and March and April when the ad said, uh, get your portfolio protection plan, crash coming, prepare now, stocks are going to go down. Those were not the things that people were clicking on and selling. And so, yes, I was telling them as loud as I could, but you wonder um, if they listened and then um, you know, everyone wishes they sold more sooner, but um, we also know that, that sometimes the biggest wins go down 50%. Now I'm talking about the speculative side of things and that um, at times like this, you have to hold through. So I still got a lot more, yes. I still got a lot more to say. Um, you've seen absolute meltdowns. So we've talked about Netflix and the billions and billions, just that company lost in market cap. Now we're at collective trillions lost in, in, in stocks and in cryptos. You had a crypto the other day, uh, Luna, go from uh, over a billion dollars in market cap to zero. I mean, it went to a crash to a dollar. It was something like 80 bucks a, a couple of weeks ago, crash to a dollar. Um, and this is one of the stories I wanted to tell. So I was talking to somebody yesterday who was talking about, you know, buying it. And I'm, I'm telling him, dude, it's a fucking falling knife. Like, this is not the environment to be, you know, speculating on um, things that have just crashed. Because first of all, they could crash further. Uh, and then I'm just talking about cryptos. I haven't even gotten to the market yet. Um, <laughs> uh, and second of all, this is classic dead cat bounce, uh, falling knife stuff. And it's not the time to be. Um, you know, speculating on 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 cryptos, and so uh, I made him a bet. I said, "You buy Luna's, and and I'll short the Nasdaq right now, and we'll see who comes out uh, <laughs> ahead." And I couldn't even get my Nasdaq short filled because 
filled because the bottom fell out of the market and I put in a limit order. He bought at a dollar thirteen Luna and this, this this morning Luna went to three cents. A dollar thirteen to three cents overnight. So you talk about things from eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I told him and I said, there's going to be more like there's going to be more Lunas. I mean, like Luna wasn't the only one. Right. And so the same as there's going to be more Rivians and there's going to be more X, Y, Z that just went to like zero. Right. Like all these SPACs that are that are despacking that are now well below the, the $10 SPAC price. And so the thing you have to think about from there that I'm going to tell another story is it's not like <clears throat> These these stocks are down trading for cash value yet. Like the there's they could still go down further. First of all, uh, earnings are still declining. And second of all, economic growth is still declining. Like the second quarter is going to come in slower than the first quarter, and that's going to be the official beginning of a of a recession. Two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth, um, and so you've got stocks facing uh, all those headwinds. We, we talked recently that they'd still have to be cut in half to get to their March twenty twenty yep. lows. Well, guess what? It's less than <laughs> they're half. working hard. <laughs> less than, it's less than half now. And you talk about trading on margin. Yeah, of course, don't do that. You know. I was reading through the Dynesisms the other day. There's a Dynesism uh, for nearly everything. And, and, and one of them is don't trade on margin and, and don't short. And that's something else I wanted to talk about. Sorry for hogging the mic is. No, have um, at it. It's usually me talking a lot. Have at it. <laughs> you know, you can make money now. I just talked about having a short NASDAQ film. But, you know, I typically don't do that in a letter. And, and it's shorting is not appropriate for most people as options are. So... Um, you know, if you want to go in the options uh, shorting world, that's one thing and you could be up, but just with a, you know, caveat emptor that that's the uh, dangerous and, and, and you can get caught up doing that on leverage as well. And, uh, with that, I think I made it through my entire list. I didn't answer anything about the market. So everything's in the toilet. I mean, even gold stocks broke down today. So we've been talking about the GDXJ at like 46 and it's down to below 35. And so, um, when volatility is where it is, there's, there's, there's no safe haven. And, um, I guess the last thing I'd say is we've on the speculative side, we've seen some juniors that, um, have large strategic shareholders, you know, multi-billion dollar funds and companies who are exercising warrants that are, you know, nearly 50% above where the stock is trading because the stock was there just a couple of weeks ago. And so, um, this is definitely, uh, lightning flashing and, and, and thunder clapping and, and you just got to tread carefully, uh, not try to get long. Don't be a hero and, and catch knives. Wait for the VIX to come back down and know that next quarter could potentially be worse. It's a complete change of mindset from uh, buying the dip to, to selling the rally, man. <laughs> I'm going to talk, you know, my book, which is the junior resource space, right? And, and obviously it was a massacre this week. There wasn't much that didn't get butchered, whether it was a 30% haircut, 40% haircut, or a 50% haircut. And I touched on those positions of mine that are relatively, you know, large holdings in my in my portfolio, both in terms of how many shares I own and the cash value. It's important for everyone out there to understand where you are relative to your specific situation. I wrote last month and the month before that, that if you needed any form of liquidity, some of those big outperformers, it would be wise to trim a little bit because you should expect volatility. If you're able to ride it out to the rest of the year and you have 
you know, other sources of income, other revenue streams, a way to make sure that your, your basics are taken care of and you don't rely on that speculative part of your portfolio to outperform every month. I think this is a phenomenal opportunity to add, right? And I, I, I think there's names out there again that were no-brainers last week. There are even more no-brainers this week because they got chopped up. Cucho Copper seeing warrants exercised. Wheat and precious metals just exercised a few months ago at like 91 or 95 cents. It's a 35 cent stock today. It's a billion dollar project with like a $37 million market cap right now at the feasibility stage. Does anyone out there really believe that we're suddenly going to stop needing copper or that we have so many copper discoveries of significance that projects that are likely to get permitted and already are de-risked to the feasibility stage like who chose project aren't going to get taken out aren't going to see that value through a re-rating no i believe it absolutely will get taken out eventually at many many multiples of today's price so do i like seeing it at 35 cents absolutely not um if i was someone that had cash and didn't care about the price now but did care about the price at the end of the year i'd be adding to that um i'd be adding to aldebaran resources which just had warren's exercise that i believe 70 cents and it's sitting here trading at you know something like 60 cents um hit a low of 59 cents earlier today world-class gold copper um copper gold resource four rigs turning i just interviewed the ceo earlier today they had some assays you would have thought they hit usters they're hitting you know 100 meters of 1.15 grams per ton gold from you know from 12 meters depth and uh, they're trading as if they hit nothing and 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 like they're out of cash which they're not right so i say all that to say yes there are some spectacular opportunities in the market but not if you might need money next week from those opportunities and not if you might need money this summer for those opportunities because as cheap as some things are they can absolutely get cheaper i am chomping at the bit to build a a, a pretty substantial hand in position at current levels hand in metals at these levels, let's have this conversation at the end of December. It, it's an absolute joke. Doesn't mean it can't get cheaper out there, folks. But there, 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 there is a, a, a part of every cycle where the fear part kicks in. We're there with a lot of these names. I'm a, I, I love a good fight, Nick, as you know. And I think that, you know, th this is the time if, if you're aggressive, if you have the cash, if you don't need liquidity for, you know, multiple quarters, you can make a killing at some of these price levels, but you're going to have to understand that just because you buy cheap doesn't mean it can't get cheaper. Yeah, you got to make a list. Uh, Keith McCullough would say valuation is not a, a catalyst. And um, oh gosh, a couple of things I wanted to mention there. You sort of hit on it at the end. It could get cheaper throughout the summer because um, you know stocks started to go down because of uh, inflation and then higher rates. But now I fear commodities are taking a hit because of slowing growth. And so there's uh, multiple things sort of going on there. Um, I'm not going to tell you everything I write about because I try to keep some stuff close to the vest. But if you look at like a chart of oil and copper, for example, you might be surprised to learn that it peaked back in March or at least for the past three months it peaked back in March, did not go up in April, has not gone up uh, in May. And so um, that's not to say that a lot of projects, you know, don't work at $4 copper, even three fifty. but you say that be taken out eventually and i 100 agree with you it's the question mark at the end of eventually that i think people are starting to wonder about now considering um uh the slowing growth and then uh, absolutely making a list uh, to see things uh, i want to buy that are cheap we'll be heading to vancouver 
Um, in fact, when this podcast comes out, I will be in Vancouver. We'll talk to the management of some of the companies that you just mentioned. In fact, um, have a couple of lithium names I want to talk to, and I'm definitely making a, a short list because uh, I'll mention warrants again. You know, I have warrants in a couple of companies that I can now buy in the market cheaper than the warrants that I was planning on exercising. And so, uh, you know, Ta-da! <laughs> exactly. I mean, you got to figure that out, right? Uh, and what you're going to do, are you going to buy in the market and exercise? And so anyway, along with that list comes uh, recommendations, but again, not with the VIX uh, where it is here now. And then I talk about the, I'll talk about the big side for a second, because, um, I mean, you say things, the juniors were getting thrown out. I mean, uh, some of the seniors I could point to have been demolished. The Sabanya is one, for example, that was, you know, 14, $15 a couple of weeks ago and, and is below $11, uh, this week. And, and there are other examples of that. Um, and on the copper side, you know, those big names like Rio and FCX, Freeport have, have had their ass handed to them as well over the past couple of weeks. And those are high yielders. So um, with a different strategy in mind, potentially locking in higher yield as these uh, stocks are having lower prices uh, uh, might be smart because we're seeing some of them yield seven, eight, nine uh, percent. And so um, and have said that they're committed to paying those dividends. So. Um, yeah, make a list, uh, check it twice. It might not even be by Christmas that you get to execute fully on it, but um, at least you'll know what you uh, want to buy. Crypto meltdown. You touched on it a bit. Is this uh, is the dot-com 2.0, Nick? Are we, are we going to see $15,000, $20,000 Bitcoin? I am not the Bitcoin expert. We have one. I know he thinks there's more pain to come. I read you know, a piece he wrote brilliantly by the way or mr chris curl earlier this week i thought it was very very good guidance um he believes there's more pain to come um he also believes that by you know 2023 2024 we'll be laughing at these prices a way that i believe you know is the case for the hand and metals and the patriot battery metals of the world and you know a couple of other names that that that, that i already mentioned so your thoughts there I told you Bitcoin was at least going to come back down to the low 30s. I've been yeah. talking about a little gap on a chart. It's down around 24,500. I mean, Bitcoin flash crashed to 25 grand today. So uh, pretty much closed that gap. Is it going to, to stay there? Um, I'm not sure. Is it going to shoot back up? I do not believe so. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's had got a, such a tight correlation with the stock market that everything we just said about the stock market applies to crypto, sort of not until you get this uh, slowing growth, slowing earnings, uh, I think, out of the way that you're going to get back into a positive uh, environment for crypto. Chris Curl has done a, uh, a great job. I mean, um, yes. if, you know, he's down. Yes, who's not? But, he, you know, he's not defaulting and getting margin called. And by the way, he didn't uh, deploy half of the the, the, the portfolio, um, partly because um, he saw some of this coming. Him and I were talking privately yep. this week. And, you know, uh, being an editor of a newsletter is tough. I mean, in some cases you feel obligated to, to make recommendations, especially when you've got readers who are expecting it. And so um, the assets that he's purchased have been the quality ones, right? I mean, largely Bitcoin and Ethereum and um, the higher quality uh, altcoins who haven't suffered as badly as uh, some of the true shit coins that have gone to, to money heaven this week. And so uh, kudos to him for sure. Um, 
What else on crypto? You know, um, we're talking about how it might be several quarters before the, the stock market could make a turnaround. Well, you know what? The, the next halving in Bitcoin isn't all that far away. And so um, if Bitcoin does truly uh, put in some volume below 25,000, yours truly will be a buyer in there. I've given you my long term thoughts on uh, crypto and I'm not calling for a, a bull market or a turnaround, as I just said, but I do think it provides long term value at below $25,000. Might have to get in there and get me a Bitcoin, Nick. I still haven't dabbled outside of, you know, the portfolio that, that, that Chris is managing. And again, I think I think he's done a brilliant job in allocating because half 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 the war chest is still there to fire back with, right? And the worst thing you want during a war is to run out of bullets. That's it. The best the best feeling in the world is to have extra ammunition because then you're still in the fight, right? And so kudos to him. Great job on that front. We'll keep an eye on that. Look, let's talk oil. Still above 106. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. No, I mean, so we got to talk about um, herd mentality or, or mass psychology because um, everyone was, was sucked in so much that they're still buying the bounces. I told you about the guy I was talking about yeah. that wanted to buy the loon yeah. at $1.13 and it crashed to three cents the next day. But think back to like the Super Bowl, for example. Uh, that was That was not long ago. I mean, that was like less than three months ago that... Um, we had the renaming of the Staples Center in L.A. And, you know, all the commercials in the su Fuckers. Super Bowl were uh, Matt Damon was encouraging you to be bold and, and don't get left out. And, um, you know, people were quitting their, their jobs in, in Silicon Valley to go work for tech things. And this was a whole um, mania thing. And so, you know, factions, in fact, started to emerge. We mentioned uh, Max Kaiser on this podcast, and you know, I've given you my my thoughts on on shit coins and how you know, in my personal account, I own uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, and so um, you get people caught up in these things that they get sucked into to being true believers, literally akin to to a religion. I mean, a grand delusion um, where it's just an asset class; it's just something you can buy and sell is it the future paradigm of the financial system maybe i mean make sure you have some exposure but um don't go carrying around the the bitcoin bible right i mean that's not the way to be about i don't think anything in the market and it's why i, I remained a generalist and 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 try to remain as agnostic as i am in my religious life and so um I guess that's what I wanted to say about the, the, the crypto things, other than I should mention Coinbase, because, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get the numbers exactly right, but I think um, their revenues are down, you know, over 50 percent. And the, the, the bankruptcy conversation came up on their conference call the other day. So, um, you know, that's and they're experiencing a major outage right now. By the Incredible. Way. And so. I'm sure it's coincidental. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine what happened? What would happen if, if if Coinbase defaulted or went bankrupt, and and all the people's coins that they're holding in their in their wallets? I mean, you, you talk about uh, butterfly effects and, and reverberations through the the system. And last thing on crypto, and we can move on, is even the stable coins. And unfortunately, many of the things I wrote in that time period have been unpublished. They still exist in my email, but I had written some fantastic pieces about stable coins years ago and, and you see stable coins like tether that are supposed to stay in a dollar because they're tied to the uh u.s dollar here ticking down 
not stable, not at 1.0, but down to 0.97, 0.96. And people are wondering, and it gets above my pay grade, um, which is why I'm not a crypto expert, like what that means for the rest of the system, right? And I'm sure there's people who can give you a really smart answer. Um, I don't even need to know the answer. I'm just telling you to, to stay on the sidelines for a little bit, right? You know who doesn't have really smart answers? <laughs> Nancy fucking Pelosi has zero smart answers. And if you need any further proof, if her wanting to tax unrealized gains, imagine how well that would have gone during this drawdown for you, right? You pay tax on unrealized capital gains, and then your 401k falls 40%, and now you're stuck. Anyway, Can I write yeah, off my, my, my unrealized losses? Right? So... I, I was touching on, you know, the price of oil is still above 106. And, and oh, everybody forgot about COVID, by the way. And oh, everybody forgot there's a war. We're so desensitized to things now that we don't we don't even talk about the war anymore. We act as if, you know, kids aren't getting killed and journalists in the Middle East aren't getting shot. And like like everything is just fine and everything is just awesome or it's just normalized. We've all just internalized and normalized all this stuff. But I say all that to say that Nancy Pelosi's new bright idea to maintaining some order in the energy markets is to put a ban on excessive gas prices. And they're going to, they drafted a bill that's headed to the house for a vote where they'll make it illegal for high gasoline prices beyond a certain limit. Price controls is what this is. They did this in the late seventies, everybody folks, we know how this ends, right? This doesn't end well. Meddling by central bankers in our policy is what has enabled the, the, the 40 year high in inflation, the subsequent 20 year high now in the dollar index. The fact that you can't find fucking baby formula, right? There's, there's, there's moms taking off of work early to go drive on $5 a gallon gas to go drive hours at a time to find baby formula because of the supply shortage. All this stuff comes from a place where government is intervening in, in, in policy, in monetary policy, in fiscal policy that's been completely mismanaged. I don't, I don't have enough adjectives to describe how I feel about Nancy Pelosi. I got on here last week and I, 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 I'm sure I upset a lot of my friends on the right that, that, that go with that herd mentality that you know only, only the people on the right have good ideas and only the people on the right are, are, are good guys and gals. The people on the left are all evil. Well, now let me piss some people on the left off this week. Nancy Pelosi is a fucking tool. And this idea is a tool of an idea. And a lot of her ideas recently have been absolutely just a, 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 a symptom of a privileged person who has the luxury of voting and passing bills that have zero consequence to her and her colleagues and her immediate family, right? She's going to have the greatest health care. She's going to have security escorts. She's going to be able to have, you know, the fully paid pension by the taxpayers. None of this is consequential um, to her. So it's just beyond me why we keep getting this stupidity, the don't say gay ban in Florida. And now that's being used, you know, to go ahead and, and, and not be able to even have teachers be allowed to talk about their partner if their partner happens to be of the same sex. You know, that's how that's escalating now. And it's all set up to take rights away from you people. So while the right people on the right and the people on the left are out there fighting against each other and beating each other up on the streets and threatening each other and swearing that it's just the other side, the cause of all problems, I wish we could come together and, you know, 
put forward some real practical solutions, get some of these idiots on both sides out of office and recreate the system because, boy, it's getting stupider out there. Well, I can't add a lot to that. I mean, um, it's exactly what I founded the Outsider Club about uh, all those years ago, first of all. Second of all, you can't intervene in, in, in free markets uh, and not expect them to uh, show you who's boss, whether you're Congress or whether you're the Federal Reserve. And I think that's why, um, you know, people like you and me take such issue with the Federal Reserve. You know, we talk about fighting the Fed and this and that. It's um, one, you know, sort of uh, created without the uh, authority of the people, a quasi-government entity. Um, but, but two, you know, they have the audacity to think that they can, um, in their ivory tower or whatever, you know, manage the the, the monetary system. I mean, it seems just entirely hubristic. And so um, to be hanging on the, their every word is uh, absurd. And, and yet that's the, the system that we find ourselves in. And, and I think that's some of the animosity and some of the angst that people feel that they can't um, put a finger on. You talk about, you know, $5 gas and, and problems with the supply chain that, baby formula and 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 things like that it's 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 all tied to together folks i mean uh, these people who are who are you know calling the shots and, and telling you, you they know what they're doing i mean they're the ones who are in charge for the past eight years i mean jerome powell was the federal reserve chairman under president trump i see things on twitter trending you talk about like the left fighting the right like I saw Bidenflation trending the other day, and I'm pretty sure it was Mr. Trump who was vociferous about wanting his name to be on the checks that were sent out, which is the actual cause of inflation. And so, uh, you know, dabbling, wanting to to put a price cap on on oil isn't going to work. And and let me further tell you this, <laughs> and I'll relate it back to buying oil stocks in in December of 2020. You know. Uh, Oil's already over a hundred bucks, Nancy. It's been it's been over a hundred bucks for like four months. The inflation that that um, uh, reflects on the system is now working itself through. The farmers already got to pay for higher diesel and higher um, fertilizer costs. You know, the the food at the grocery store already costs more. Um, the system is interconnected, um, and as we talked about with earnings and. Uh, economic growth, it takes time for things to work through. We've talked about the Cantillion effect on this podcast and how the honey needs to go to the edge of the dish. It's like, you know, putting the cap on oil prices, it's like trying to put the cap on honey, Nancy. The honey's already in the Petri dish working its way around, honey. <sighs> and don't go in front of her house and let her know that it's a stupid idea. And then don't go protest, um, you know, Roe versus Wade uh, decisions that 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 allegedly, uh, well, not allegedly, they were leaked, alleged decisions, right? We don't know if it's going to be a final one, but it sure in the heck looked pretty legit and official, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Um, you just, you're supposed to sit there, take it, be quiet, shut up and uh, stay at home. And, you know, it's, um, I, I, I recall a president not too long ago, um, energizing his base to go and make sure that they hear you and feel you at the Capitol um, once upon a time on January the 6th. But now that same side, man, they, they, they turn real delicate now that we're having protesters peacefully, by the way, mostly peacefully go to the sidewalk of some of these justices and say, hey, your fucking decisions have consequence to us and we don't like it. And whether you agree with the decision or not, I've said it before, if you want to go protest in front of my house, 
and, and walk around and say, I don't like Mexicans or I don't like gold miners or I don't, you lost me 50% or you made me money, but I still think you're an asshole. You have every right to do that. As long as you don't threaten me, you don't threaten my family or, or you don't put us in a situation where we feel that we have to defend ourselves because then that'll happen. Um, but you have every right to think what you want to think and say what you want to say. Doesn't mean it doesn't have consequence, but if it's nonviolent, if it's not threatening, you have the right to that opinion. So we haven't talked about this, Nick. How do you feel about protesters showing up, not at protesters' homes, like on their lawn, on public sidewalks, on public property, with signs, being loud enough to where they can hear um, the voice of the people inside? It doesn't seem that crazy to me. It seems like America. That's it. No, they have every right to do that. Um, yeah, no, they have every right to do that. And we can talk about, you know, the COVID protest. I remember... Um, uh, police departments firing rubber bullets at people uh, when they were leaving their houses, telling them to get back inside. I'm sure you remember those videos. And so I've long wondered about your quote unquote uh, right to protest, especially when, um, you know, cops are pushing people down on the sidewalks, causing their uh, skulls to be fractured. I've often wondered, um, you know, do we truly still uh, have that right? And we've talked about that right um, in the context of Twitter, even, and then Elon Musk's recent purchase of that and how people have been um, shadow banned and, and kicked <laughs> off the platform. And so, um, you know, this is the, the tried and true way of uh, expressing that First Amendment right, right? The uh, freedom of speech, the, the freedom of assembly. And uh, look, you know, on the right and the left, uh, if you want to be a public servant, then you got to be accountable to the public. And uh, their tax money paid for that sidewalk and uh, they want to exercise their rights, then they're protected by the Constitution to do so. That, to do so. You mentioned January 6th. You know, this happens all the time. This isn't the first time that people have been um, outside justice's house or proposed justice's houses um, when there were uh, previous confirmations going on, trying to get Supreme Court justices approved, the right had uh, people protesting, etc. And so... Um, it's tit for tat and, and, and I'm quite tired of that. But no, if these people want to uh, get their feet on the street, uh, I 100% support their right to do so, um, no matter their beliefs, frankly. And uh, I think you're going to see more of that, as we talked about in the recent podcast about how it's going to be a, a hot summer, how people are getting pressured socially. Um, obviously, you know, politically, tribally, and now uh, definitely uh, economically, both in the facing the prospects of uh, slowing growth and, and higher interests to fund that growth, whether that's on their credit card or, or loans, and then the higher prices, as you just mentioned, with the, um, the gas and, and the baby food shortage, which is very serious, by the way. It's like a third of products are on the shelf. And so um, that story is going completely be below the radar, but you can bet that it's um, a real. We're already not paying people enough to make a decent living, a livable wage for a lot of, you know, for teachers, for so many professions that deserve it, right? Two working teachers in today's America would have a really hard time living in, in most major American cities. Um, the way that teachers are paid and compensated right now. On top of that, prices are escalating due to inflationary pressures caused by central bankers and government policy. On top of that, we have supply chain issues because of mismanagement from the very same people that now have all the bright ideas on how to fix that. <laughs> 
and you can't even find baby milk within an hour of your home, man. It's absolutely insane to me. If some of those good patriots protesting outside of the justices' homes were to need a lawyer, Mr. Nick Hodge, what's the best way to find a good lawyer? I almost forgot about this story, and I don't have I don't have the article <laughs> up in front of me. But um, I don't know if you've ever like Googled a, a lawyer or tried to really find a lawyer. <laughs> many times, and you'll find like whatever best <laughs> lawyer.com or best lawyers. Or you know what the best example is like um, when you're flipping through those airline magazines on the plane, and they have the pages like the best plastic surgeons in Miami and the best lawyers in LA. You know the pages I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, there's companies that manage and, and make and own those lists um, and uh, doctors and lawyers are keen to get on them, obviously, because of the publicity and customers and clients and ultimately revenue and profit it gets them. Um, if you're on a page that's a top lawyer in Atlanta, you're going to get more clients in Atlanta than other lawyers sure. who aren't the top lawyer in Atlanta. And so the story caught my uh, eye the other day. Let me set it up for a second. So I think somebody was publishing a best lawyers list or was calling themselves a best lawyer. And the company who, who owns that best lawyers list sued them. Um, saying you can't publish a best lawyers list because the best lawyers list is ours. And so in the discovery process of this lawsuit, you, we learned all sorts of wonderful facts. Um, basically that you could just pay, surprise, surprise, to get on the best lawyers lists. Um, and it is not hard to do so to the extent that several lawyers got their dogs to be on best lawyers lists in various states. Um, and so I just thought that that was interesting. First of all, a word of warning for the public, a little peek behind the, the curtain there that you may or may not have suspected. Um, it, but I also started thinking about uh, financial advice and, 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 and the advertising budgets behind that and, and where you get that from. And so um, just always know like where you're getting advertising from, where you're getting advice from, why they're giving you that advice, who is potentially paying them to give that advice and what their potential conflicts are. Um, you know, we tried to be uh, transparent here and uh, we talk about the fact that we own the, the stocks that we write about much of the time. Um, or at least are employing the same strategies in, in our accounts and Yep. Um, you know, we talk about the fact that we own a business where companies pay us to help tell their stories and we disclose uh, what those companies are um, and we disclose when we own stocks and, and if we finance them. So some people may view that as a conflict and I understand that side of the coin. The other side of the coin is, um, you know, why would you want to take advice from someone who's not doing what they're telling you to do, right? Didn't you always hate it when uh, someone told you, do as I say, not as I do? Or haven't you uh, ever heard of leading by example, for example? Um, and so that's what we try to do is um, lead by example and uh, eat our own cooking and um, point out things that are bizarre in the bizarre world, like being able to pay to get your dog on the best lawyers list. So... Yeah, apparently, because, you know, aliens aren't a big deal. They're deciding to tell us all the things now. So they, we're just able to photograph the largest black hole in the galaxy, right? Which, if you've watched Interstellar, where you should get all of your factual science from. It's a great movie, by the way. Um, you know, that, that, that I mean, there's there's a lot there that 
becomes possible now um, if we're able to tap into these black holes. So to answer your question, Nick, I don't know if that's if that's money heaven. I don't know if that's where all the money goes, but I thought that was an interesting story and, and one that's a little lighter than the one I'm about to get into. Um, you know, recently we realized that um, Miss Judd passed away, right? And, and And this was a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, at the time, the family said they wanted to um, respect Naomi Judd's family's privacy and the family wanted to be able to grieve as they should, right? And so, you know, just this week, we find out that Naomi Judd died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And so, you know, Ashley Judd, her, her daughter and, you know, one of my favorite actresses for a long time talked about you know, the mental illness aspect of of Mrs. Judd's passing and, you know, just how despite the fame and the money and the acclaim, I mean, she had just been, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame. They, they, they hadn't had the ceremony. Um, she said she was in so much pain internally that, you know, that, that wasn't even worth hanging around for. And so, you know, that's, that's a long way of me saying, look, um, Life can be tough sometimes, y'all, and, and, and things happen and life happens. And, man, there's still a lot of beautiful in it. There's still a lot of things to go get, a lot of things to do, and a lot of things to become, and a lot of ways to grow. But if you're having one of those days, weeks, months, years, lives, that's just tough, reach out. Reach out. Maybe your neighbor doesn't give a fuck. Maybe your neighborhood doesn't care. Maybe your boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse, or significant other, or mistress, or side piece doesn't care. But somebody cares. And, and there's always somebody out there that I guarantee you will have some, some good advice for you. I, I, I truly do believe there's more good people in the world than, 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 you know, than the, other, the other option, the alternative. But just got to reach out and talk to somebody. And, and I, thought, you know, I thought that was an opportunity to take something that's very, very sad and obviously tragic for the family and, and, and hopefully you know, deliver just just the message of, 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 of you got to have some will to fight. You got to fight the good fight and you got to get out there and, and, and reach out to some people. And, um, you know, that's it. I don't know if you have anything to, to say on that front, Nick. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I just thought it was incredibly sad and I, I thought it was a, a good opportunity just to talk about mental illness and, you know, how tough that can be. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure how lonely that can be if you don't have a good support system there, but how important it is to reach out to people. There's, there's other ways to go about things. I saw the story as it was happening the other week because I listened to country music and I was in my truck and the DJ started talking about it. And you're right. It was the day before she was set to be inducted into the uh, country music hall of fame. And you mentioned Ashley, I'm a fan of uh, Winona. I remember watching mm. many, a country music award, a, a show back in the day when they were still good and, and Winona uh, singing with her mom. So it was, uh, sad to see that, of course, uh, reach out if you're having the feelings or thoughts, as uh, you say, you know, Gerardo, that, that we make a donation every month. One of those uh, donations, in fact, I'm sure more than one, but one of those donations specifically was to the National uh, Alliance on Mental Illness. And so, you know, it's a cause that we've specifically uh, tried to help support, uh, one that we're aware of, one that, um, you know, I'm sure if not all of us at Digest Publishing, some of us know people that um, it's affected. And um, yes, there's always people out there, even if um, it's a professional hotline or a medical professional. So uh, by all means, uh, reach out and, and talk to somebody and, and always good to shed some light on that. Well said, sir. Well said. Nick, 
You'll be in Vancouver this following week. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm staying close to home for obvious reasons. I'll miss the conference. Um, I'm, I'm delegating you to drink the drinks that I would have. And so you're going to have to pull double duty on my behalf. But on a more serious note, you're going to be giving a presentation um, as well as following up with a lot of our favorite names in the space. Remind me again what the title of the presentation is because I love it. <laughs> yeah, you'll so. <laughs> This will come out on Monday, uh, I'll be there Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you see this, come on out. Uh, my talk is uh, Tuesday afternoon at like 1.40 Pacific time. It is a macro bear hungry for golden lollipop with Uranium Center. Uh, and then a couple hours later, I'll be on a Uranium panel with uh, Mr. Roll. And I think it's GoVX who's putting that on. So we'll talk some Uranium for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Um, and then, yeah, cocktail events and dinners. And of course, I told you about my shortlist earlier. So I have some people I need to, to ask some questions to to see what I want to buy amid all this carnage. So uh, by all means, uh, come on out to the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference. And if you see me, say hello. I like it. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. I was going to leave with a Ricky Gervais joke. I don't know if I should say it or not. <laughs> Well, look, it made me laugh. And we just talked about how, you know, there's a lot of funny stuff in the world, despite, you know, the sadness and the tough times and all of that. So if you're easily offended, this is the part where I say goodbye to you and you guys have a great week and be kind to each other and all that. You should probably tune off. But uh, Ricky Gervais has got a special that's streaming on Netflix now called Humanity. And him, along with Dave Chappelle and a couple of others, are, are some of my favorite comedians. I think Ricky Gervais is an absolutely brilliant comedian writer, actor, uh, you name it. I absolutely love the man's craft. And so the um, his, his, his tweet for promoting his humanity special says, people who hate the C word would hear it a lot less if they didn't go around acting like such cunts. <laughs> so I leave you with that, everybody. I am Gerardo Del Real. Along with Mr. Nick Hodge, this was episode 169 of Bizarro World. Nick, leave us with some better words of wisdom. Love the shake of the tambourine, Gerardo. Have a good week, everybody. Love a good shake. Love a great tambourine. <laughs> hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.